Welcome to Japanese Made Easy, where we use advanced techniques like pattern recognition and contextual learning so you can quickly and easily start speaking Japanese. Welcome to Japanese Made Easy, Episode 2. A quick reminder, all lessons are cumulative, so if you're just joining us, be sure to start with Episode 1. In the last episode, we learned the got particle and how to bring up and mention the fact that something exists with ga aru or ga Before we jump in, let's make sure you're solid with the core idea so far. Tell a family member, there's coffee, or we have coffee, literally, coffee exists. Now, point out the fact that coffee exists to an adult you don't know at a company party. Okay, and do you recall the name we gave this pattern? It was bringing up the fact that something exists with ga aru or ga arimasu. Time for a new vocabulary word. Just listen. As always, let's get the meaning from context. I never want to just tell you the meaning up front. That's lazy teaching. Better for your retention and understanding is to guide your brain to make a conclusion on its own. So, golden retrievers and German shepherds are examples of large while chihuahuas and toy poodles are examples of smaller inu. So in English, we'd say dog. In Japanese, it's inu. Inu. The next sentence will be a stating the existence example, just as we did in the last lesson, but look for one major change. Your friend is crazy about dogs, and so at the park you see one, but your friend hasn't noticed yet. You want to bring it up and point it out. So you say, Inu iru yo. Inu iru yo. Okay, let's try another one. Your calligraphy teacher, Ogawa sensei, is also at the park and your friend notices. Then brings this fact up and points it out to you, saying, Ogawa sensei iru yo. So, I'm sure you figured out by now, for non-living things, we use ある or the polite あります。For living things, such as animals, insects, and people, we use いる。いる or the polite います。which, of course, is the mas form. Okay, let's practice side by side. For now, just say aru, arimasu, or iru, imasu. Megumi, our native speaker, will do the first one. Okay, Megumi, which verb should we use for sandwich? As in, a sandwich exists. Aru, arimasu. How about an annoying mosquito flying around? Iru, imasu. There's an athlete or a person who plays sports nearby. 
There are some donuts available and we want to point them out. Some weird dude at the park. Okay, let's work with this a bit before moving on. Walking down the street with a family member, you see a menacing chihuahua. Bring up the fact that there is a dog to a family member. And mention the dog to an older lady that you don't know. One more and we'll move on. Mr. Yoshikawa is at the company barbecue. Politely bring up and mention this fact, like saying, Mr. Yoshikawa's here. And very casual to a good friend. You don't have to necessarily change the pattern name, but at a minimum, make a mental note. What we are doing now is bringing up and pointing out the fact that something or somebody exists with ga aru or ga iru. Let's learn one more vocabulary word we can work with. Just listen. Neko. Neko. Chances are you already know this one, but just in case, let's get the meaning through context. And this is my little Neko, Mr. Fluffy. All he ever wants is some cold milk and a warm lap to lay in. Yeah, well, your precious Neko, Mr. Fluffy, coughed up a fur ball in my sneaker. Let's work with it a bit. You notice a cat stuck up in a tree. You point it out to a friend, saying, Neko iru yo. Neko iru yo. How would you translate the Neko iru yo part? In natural English, we'd likely say there is a cat. Point out and mention the cat in the tree to an elderly lady who is passing by. It must be escaped pets day or something. You notice a dog running down the street. Point it out to the elderly lady. And you overheard a group of teenagers who are friends point out the dog to each other. Okay, let's do an all-polite Japanese review. Point out and mention that there's coffee. Point out and mention the dog. Bring somebody's attention to the cake on the table. Bring up and mention a cat you just noticed. Now all very casual. Your friend was wondering if Kenji was at the party or not. You already saw him, so mention that he exists at the party. Kenji iru yo. 
There's a dog at the park. Bring this fact up to a family member. And a friendly cat walks up. Point it out. And now here's your tip of the day from Japanese Made Easy. An important point about Japanese particles is to never try to memorize multiple uses of the same particle all at once. This will make sense if looking at it from a teaching point of view. Imagine a person who is learning English asked you about the difference between a and the, two easily confused words. Would it be a good idea to teach them all the differences at once? For example, use a or an with a singular count noun when you mean one of many, any, or in general. Use the with any noun when the meaning is specific. Use a or an the first time you use a noun in a paragraph. Use the the second time you use the same noun in the same paragraph. Don't use a, an, or the with a plural count noun when you mean some of many things, any, or in general. Okay, I'll stop there, but these rules go on and on and on. What tends to happen with particles in Japanese is that students end up overwhelming themselves. They don't realize that any given particle has multiple uses. And so they try and learn about them all at once, and then start comparing the various uses with other particles. As a teacher, you probably wouldn't teach this way as it confuses and overwhelms students. But for some reason, as students, we tend to do this to ourselves, which leads directly to confusion and overwhelm. So, following my own advice, we will be mastering one major usage at a time, and we won't do it with rules. The superior method, the efficient method, that is modeled after how language is naturally acquired, is to learn through patterns and to have speaking practice that is pattern focused. Let's expand on what we can do with ある and いる. If you've studied Japanese for more than, I don't know, 10 minutes, you've likely heard that the way to ask a question is to use か. For example, コーヒーがありますか? コーヒーがありますか? Literally, coffee, then asking about its existence with がありますか? More naturally, is there any coffee or does coffee exist? Or for a living thing, がいますか? Is there a dog? Are there any dogs? That's not the only way, though. Listen to the following. You ask your roommate, Masaharu, In very casual speech, if he wants something to drink, he then asks you, ある? Literally just, coffee exists? There is coffee, so you reply, ある Literally just, exists yo. Recalling the leftover cake he saw, he asks, ある? There is cake. So, how would you reply in the affirmative? Essentially, just saying, exists. あるよ. あるよ. So, as you likely concluded, in casual Japanese, we can just use tone of voice to form a question, just as we often do in English. Back to our scenario, it seems Masaharu changed his mind about the coffee and asks, Cola exists? Or in natural English, 
Do you have any cola? Is there any cola? Try asking that. Cola aru? There is some, so how would you answer? Aru yo. If we translated that into natural English, we might say, yeah, there is. So, speaking of that, let's get the yeah equivalent in Japanese. A person asks if there's any pizza. Pizza aru? Listen to the reply. Um, aru yo. Um, aru yo. So, this um is basically a very casual affirmative response that we could translate as yeah. As in, yeah, there is some. How would a person ask very casually, Is there any coffee? How would you reply, Yeah, there is? Just about done, but we need to tie up a couple loose ends. Melissa has a cat allergy. She knows her friend has a cat. So, before going into her friend's house, she asks, Neko iru? Her friend doesn't know about the allergy, so enthusiastically answers, Yeah, there is. Literally just, Yeah, exists. Um, iru yo? Um, iru yo? What if it were a dog allergy? Try asking, Is there a dog or are there any dogs? How would a person answer literally exists but for living things? We touched upon the idea of using ka to form questions, so let's make sure we can do that to keep a good balance. Melissa, who we recall had a cat allergy, is in a situation that calls for polite speech, so she asks, She's worried about cats, but wants some cookies. How would she ask, do cookies exist? Or are there any cookies? And a positive polite response, the person answers, Again, what we're doing here is asking if something exists with ga-aru or ga-iru. Try asking in polite Japanese, is there a dog? And what would an affirmative polite response be? Hi. Of course, translates as yes. Two more and we're done. Ask in polite Japanese, is there any pizza? Pizza ga arimasu ka? Answer yes, there is. Hai, arimasu yo. Now, casual. Any pizza? Pizza aru? Yeah, there is. Um, aru yo. Polite. Is Ogawa-sensei here?
小川先生がいますか小川先生がいますか Yes, exists. はい、いますよ。And very casual. Is Ogawa sensei here? Ogawa sensei いる Yeah, exists. うん、いるよ。Okay, so how'd you do? I bet you did great with that. And in doing it this way, it would actually be hard to mess up this usage of the ga particle. But let's make sure. Choose the best answer A, B, C, D, or E. Two people are walking down the street, and one of them spots Chris, who they both know. How would the person bring up and mention it, as in, oh, there's Chris? Which of the following is best? A. Chris にいるよ B. Chris をいるよ C. Chris はいるよ D. Chris でいるよ E. Chris がいるよ Of course, the answer is E. No way did you get that wrong. And this is why we want to master one particle usage at a time with the situation it's used in as part of the practice. That's the end of the episode. And with that, do the same type of speaking homework that you did with ga aru, but switch it up to include ga iru and ga imasu equally. Having mentioned dogs and cats, when we were recording this episode, it occurred to me that I didn't actually know which one Megumi truly prefers. So I asked. Keep in mind, we've known each other for years, so we are on completely casual speaking terms. Inu to Neko, dotchi ga ski na? Mmm, Inu ni hiki katte ru kara Inu ka na. Greg wa? Mmm, watashi mo Inu no hou ka na. I was going to edit this out, and we won't study it yet, but decided to include this little conversation to give an idea of what you will be able to do by the end of this podcast series. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hello, feel free to leave a comment or get in touch at greg at japanesemadeeasy.com. As always, I've made a much shorter practice version of the podcast. It has just the exercises without the explanations, so head over to japanesemadeeasy.com and grab a copy of those, plus a full transcript of this podcast. All right, see you in the next episode. This has been another episode of Japanese Made Easy. For additional practice audios and downloads, visit JapaneseMadeEasy.com. 